Hi, I'm Spencer. And I'm Blake. And And you're you're about about to to Get get jumped. Jumped. Welcome to episode 28 of Blake and Spencer Get Jumped, a weekly podcast where we watch the anime so you don't have to. But you should still totally watch the anime. This week on Get Jumped, we are watching JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, Phantom Blood. Yeah, it is a uh, very bizarre adventure. I want to make a joke here, but because this is a new show, I will just say my thoughts about what it's probably about, which is a little girl who's exploring the wilderness uh, with her pet uh, stuffed tiger. Um, Wait a minute. I'm discussing like a female version of Cabin and Hobbs. Whatever, let's just jump in. (laughs) Hello, everybody. Here we are, guys. Oh, man. We are jumping in with the first show of our series that both Blake and I have never seen before. It's also our first new show ever, so this is our fifth show, and as you guys know, we do four shows at a time, so good old number five, this is the very first time we've replaced any of our original shows with a new show, so it, this has yeah. been a very exciting time, getting a new show on yeah. our show, and getting to watch something that neither of us has seen before, and oh, wow, yeah. wow, <laughs> oh wow, so, so we watched the first three episodes of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Yeah, which, um, which is like broken into parts. So like each part is a different story. So the first part is nine episodes. We're we're a third of the way done. Yeah, but it's already just a jammed packed. It is insane anime. It's so crazy. But I. I, so Spencer and I, we haven't watched it, and we also haven't talked about it, except for, like, two days ago, I watched the first episode, and I was, like, jizzity jazzed, and I messaged Spencer immediately and was like, have you watched it yet? Go and watch it. And uh, other than that, we haven't talked, but this show is nuts, full-on, yeah. pedal-to-the-metal, crazy, but I fucking love it. It's it's one of those it's one of those animes uh, that I'm I'm sort of getting like nostalgia for animes from like the eighties, um, yeah. Because it is so over the top so often, and then other times it's just these crazy fight sequences that you do not expect um, yeah. to come out of the show. Or rugby sometimes. Yeah, also, what? I guess they're in Europe. <laughs> there, yeah, it's London. So the thing about anime, well, I guess so. The thing about shonen action anime is that most of it tends to be kind of melodramatic and over the top, and most of it tends to have these uh, battles that you sort of flip between, um, with varying levels of story depending on which show you're talking about. Uh, JoJo's, it definitely amps that up to 11. Like, I can't think off the top of my head of a more melodramatic show that does it right. Like, this is so well done, but I also, like, I was laughing half the time at how absurd some of the line delivery was, or, like, some of the things that the characters do, or, like, several of the character names. But at the same time... I was glued to the screen. Like I have, I was gasping and like, uh, like literally just all into the show. Like it had my full attention. Also, there was a moment when uh, the some music started playing near the very end of episode two, and I was like, "Wait a minute, I know this music." And then when it came up with the little arrow at the bo- bottom, and it was like "to be continued," and I was like, "Oh shit, that's what this meme is from." <laughs> I didn't even I didn't like connect that, um, but yeah, that I have I had not realized that that is a huge meme. Yeah, that JoJo's yeah. it's a big deal. So I I am definitely not qualified to comment completely on this. I can absolutely point you guys to some really good videos about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. They'll go into more detail. But uh, short version is JoJo's Bizarre Adventure has been around for a real long time, and yeah. uh, it has also mostly in manga form. 
Yeah, and it is – yeah, the anime I, – I think I saw that the anime just started in 2012, which is not that long – you know, not that recently. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, the manga has definitely been running for much, much longer. I mean the the uh, character design, especially of JoJo, is extremely reminiscent of those like mid to late 80s shonen heroes. So uh, like Fist of the North Star – like these are mm-hmm. there's a there's a term for it and again I I'm not prepared for this like off the cuff. Um, if you you want, mean like the ultra masculine term? Yeah, but if you want greater detail, uh, I know at least two people that have gone into into depth in videos that are really really excellent. Um, obviously, one mm-hmm. of them super eye patch wolf, love that guy. Um, if you want those links, um, like tweet at me, come talk to us on Facebook or on Patreon or somewhere. Um, we'll definitely pass that on. That'd be great. But uh, yeah, it's he's got the style of that like late '80s to early '90s shonen hero that's just like super absurdly muscular and kind of uh, lots of like square lines, but also sort of pretty faced. It's just it's interesting, um, mm-hmm. and it, there's a lot of progression that's been made since then. Um, I mean, we've passed through another style, and now we're in a style where like a lot of our protagonists are a lot softer edged or younger looking so you you think about like the protagonist from um from uh uh it's not attack on titan it's um god the one about superheroes in school oh my hero academia thank you yeah the main character of that's very emblematic of like the modern style of like shonen protagonists where they're younger looking and softer edged they're not big buffy dudes and uh they tend to have um they tend to have a lot of handicaps that they're trying to overcome in Jojo's Bizarre Adventure, at least this part one that we're watching, that's pulling from a different era where the main protagonist was super powerful and imposing looking, often the very strong silent type, um, hyper masculine. Um, mm-hmm. So that's the backdrop that we're going against. And Jojo's Bizarre Adventure as as a property, it is, as I was just saying, kind of of its time. So it definitely pulls from other manga and anime but at the same time, it's been so huge and successful that it has influenced all the an- uh, manga and anime that have come after it. So this is a big deal show, and uh, neither of us had ever watched it, but I definitely see why now. Yeah, and the the last thing I want to say on this before we jump into the episodes um, is there there is definitely something inside of this show for everyone so far do you want like super crazy fights check do you want weird over romanticized like europe you got that do you want uh a character that you can super hate because he like attack kisses somebody yeah we got that too here oh Oh, and by the way are you are you into like vampires yeah well Good luck, because it's going to happen here, too. Yeah, fucking spoiler alert. This story is about vampires. Yeah, sort what the fuck? <laughs> uh, so, yeah. I, now, I have seen a couple of videos about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, as I mentioned. So I, I knew that there were vampires in this. But, man, it is crazy. Also, I have to say, as we're about to get started in these three episodes, this felt like a movie. Like you could watch these three episodes and like that it's a complete experience. It takes you mm-hmm. from introducing these characters. It um, builds and fleshes out their relationship. And then it has a climactic conclusion. Now there are mm-hmm. six episodes left. So I don't know where we're going. And, and from the preview of next episode uh, that showed at the after the end credits for episode three, it looks like we're going off on in a different direction for the next episode. We're probably doing some uh, some middle episode uh, shenanigans. But um, God, these first three episodes they were pulse pounding. They were like a complete package. There's a tag at the end that's sort of like a sequel hook. Like man, also those end credits are great. <laughs> oh, I love those end started. credits. <laughs> I just okay. like I could talk about the world around this show probably for the entire hour. Uh, I'm yeah. really excited about this. Sure. Okay. So here we go. Um, we're on to episode one, Dio the Invader. Um, the first thing that we're going to open up on is what Japanese people think England was like in 1868. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. <laughs> So we've got, it's like raining and muddy and there's some road somewhere and 
Um, these there are nobles, and they've died somehow. It looks like a car accident. I mean, they're not in a car; they're in a carriage. Except for there's like there's like a horse that's attached, and it's just impaled on very pointy rocks. Dead horse. <laughs> Let's not beat one. So um, the. These people are, they're laying there dead, except they have a baby and the baby's crying. And there's this like super creepy looking old dude who is um, very intentionally planning to loot the corpses. Um, He's with uh, his wife, who's not as in on the looting corpses thing and kind of doesn't seem to know that her husband's a shitbag. So, yeah, I know. I, I was questioning that when I first saw her. I was like, I was like, you are a couple of things. One of them is too good for greedy McGrabby grabs. Yeah. Um, and like, where did that come from? But I guess they had to get like beautiful Dio out of somebody's genes. So right. I guess definitely not Dario. So, yeah. so, so this old guy, his name's Dario and, uh, he, is, he's looking through their shit. Uh, he finds a briefcase that opens and there's like a real creepy white stone mask in there. And he's like, what's this? And then it turns out the yeah, nobleman But he only guy, looks at it for, like, a, just a second, though. He, like, well, it, opens it, and then he's just like, oh, close. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's partially because George, the nobleman, he's still alive. And he's like, oh, yeah. oh you're here to save me. You're a really good guy. And uh, that's great. And Dario's kind of inner monologue is like, he doesn't know that I was trying to rob him. I should kill this dude so I can finish robbing him. <laughs> And then George is like, I'm rich, and uh, you're you're here to, like, help me and, you know, like, pr- save my baby who's still alive. So, like, <laughs> we're the Joe Stars, and we're always going to remember your kindness. And the Dario's like, wait a second, maybe I can get something else out of this. And that's... Also, what Japanese people think English people's last names are. Dude, we're Joe not Star. even gonna cross the threshold of ridiculous last names until episode three. <laughs> so. Oh yeah. And I I had a joke about like his 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 dad is named Dario and the child is named Dio. It's like it's like he took the pirate out of his own name and <laughs> <laughs> That's the worst joke. <laughs> Tweet at Spencer to shame him. <laughs> so yeah, I'm just giddy about this new show, you guys. It's, it's really fun. And in like the best way. Yeah. I had so many moments when I was watching it when I was like straight up going like, Oh god, I do not know where they are going with this. <laughs> yeah, it's it's awesome. It's really a good show so far. So especially in that last episode, I was like, What are we at the season finale? Did I skip seven episodes? Like so uh, we've gotten 12 years later after this wreck, we have George mm-hmm. who has survived the wreck and his son, Jojo, whose actual name mm-hmm. is Jonathan Joestar, but he goes by Jojo as a nickname. Um, and then, um, Dario has also had a, con- a, a kid named Dio. <laughs> um, so we're, we'll get some alternating flashbacks um, between the two kids as they grow up, but I split them up into into two so that we can kind of follow each one's three lines. So um, first of all, we got Dio. He's playing chess in like a bar, and he's playing against an older dude. They're, they've bet on this game. Dio wins seemingly pretty easily, and he's kind of like, all right, I beat you, hand over your money. And the guy like gives him the coins, but then immediately stands up and shoves his face into like the food in front of him. And it's just like, you know, clearly not going to give up his money and sort of like one of those shitty situations where he won fair and square, but he's not going to make out with the victory. Um, then yeah. later and on, there's this quick little moment where you get your first glimpse of Dio, too, where like Dio is a little bit smug. Dio gets his face shoved in something and Dio starts to go for a fork that's on the table. Oh, like he's yeah. going to stab this guy, but instead he like closes his hand and stops himself from doing it. And yeah. so you have like this first moment of just like Dio is more mischievous than he actually appears. Yeah. Dio is an evil bastard mastermind. Uh, and he mm-hmm. kind of is from birth, but what's so great about the storytelling here is that we get this, this quick montage is super fast, but it's really effective at setting up their, like the paths that take them into the beginning of the story. And then the beginning of the story is also basically their history together. 
Um, it, it's so well done. So after this scene, we cut a little bit later. Dio is um, with his father, Dario, who's sick in bed. Um, Dario is dying, but he gives Dio a letter um, and he's like, hey, I saved this nobleman a while ago. Um, take this letter, present it at the Joestar estate, and they're going to take care of you. So that's yeah. um, Dio's, m- most of Dio's backstory. Yeah. Meanwhile, there are some horrible, horrible people that are attacking so this bad. woman named Arena. Well, not woman. She's a girl this time. Yeah. Um, and Jojo comes to her rescue. Um, Jojo tries to fight but can't stand up to it. Um, and then, like, she tries to thank him, and he's just like, no, I won't take your thank yous. A gentleman must all be, always be ready to fight, even if he knows he can't win, but yeah. I will win someday. Just becoming, like, the, the complete package of, like, I am a textbook hero, I must be a gentleman. And also, he does it in a way that you're just kind of like, hey, you're kind of being a dick to this girl. He was such an <laughs> asshole! He, like, saved her from sexual harassment. And then I'm pretty sure he literally says the phrase, I didn't do it for you. <laughs> just like, come on, but man. just like, hold on. <laughs> You're not really picking up your chances in the future. Also, a quick, a quick thing about Arena is that, like, Arena has the worst luck with people. Oh, because, yeah. Like, her whole point in the start of the story, I don't know what happens to her later, but all we're going to see of her inside of these three episodes is, like, terrible things happening to her, and also yeah. this one time where she brings blueberries. Yeah, which, so, anyway, grapes, so, I guess. Dario has died, and Dio is standing at his grave, and he literally spits on his grave and thinks to himself how he's going to become rich no matter what. So, basically, Dario... Mm-hmm. Uh, was super poor, so Dio grew up in uh, in really bad conditions, and he um, feels like this letter to get into the Joestar estate is his chance to become rich, and he kind of resents his father and the world around him for keeping him down for so long. Um, yeah, so I he, forgot about this next part until I read this note again. Yeah, but Dio is going to pull up on the Joestar estates. And is he going to get out of the carriage like a normal person? No. Fuck no. no. He's going to kick open the door, throw his bag on the ground, and fucking leap out of the carriage it like a insane. psychopath. <laughs> I'm never getting out of a lift the same way again. Like... <laughs> and then he's like, hello. Oh, hello. I'm Dio. I'm Jojo. And then just fucking kicks his dog. Yeah. Like, which what a prick. Immediately... Uh, Dio was already shaping up not to be the nicest guy, but I hate Dio now because dogs, you don't mess with dogs. And mm-hmm. Dio introduces himself to George, um, who did not see the dog kicking altercation, but does see the dog that's been kicked and is concerned. And Dio's like, well, mm-hmm. yeah, the dog attacked me, so I defended myself. And Dio is the worst. Yeah, yeah. Dio, I just want to punch right in a stupid, stupid face. God. Anyways. He's, but um, so, what's so one of the great things about this show is that like Dio is a fully evil villain, but you believe it. Like he's kind of evil for the sake of evil, but at the same time, like he has actual goals that aren't just like doing bad things. Like he's not like a Power Rangers villain. Like he's a little mm-hmm. bit more complex, but he's just a, a full blooded son of a bitch, and you just hate him so much, and it, it's great. Yeah. yeah, he the first time he gets a chance. To like meet uh meet uh Jojo's father. He right before he goes up the stairs, he like attacks Jojo too. Yeah. Um, he like grabs his arm and he's like, I'm gonna be the best inside of the entire world and nobody is going to stop me. Don't stand in my way. And by the way, I kicked your dog not because it attacked me, because I just hate dogs and keep that dog away or I'll kill it. Yeah. He also he specifically says a phrase that I think is really cool, which is that he will not look up to anyone. And that's so character-defining for him so far. It's just excellent. So, um, basically, we cut... It's sometime later, I guess. JoJo has been... um, There's, like, a local boxing ring. It's hella weird. It's, like, in the middle of a field or some shit. Like, everybody (laughs) from the town is there, and they're like, yeah, it's JoJo. Japanese people talking about London. (laughs) Yeah, this is what they did back then. So, JoJo, he's been boxing, and you can tell he's kind of... He's been improving, so... 
this is hearkening back to earlier when he got beaten up trying to protect Arena, and now he's come all this way, and now he's like the boxing star of the <laughs> local area. So he's about to ch- fight, and he's like thinking he's going to do really well, but then it turns out that like whoever he was supposed to fight, that match was changed, and now he's fighting Dio, and Dio yeah. beats the shit out of him immediately. <laughs> Yeah, so first thing that he does is he dodges all of JoJo's punches. Second thing he does is he punches Joe Joe super hard in the stomach, then punches him in the face. Doesn't he but elbow him in the release- face? No, no, no. He punches him in the face, but as he's uh, leaving the punch, he sticks out his thumb, so it fucking cuts JoJo in the eye. Yes! It made me think he about that episode of The Office the where they go to the... <laughs> Where they go to the uh, Nashua branch or whatever it is where the Karen is working. And Dwight keeps being like, I gotta get his eyes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And by the way, by the way, as we're listening to this show, um, anybody from England, I know we have at least one listener from England. Can you tell us all about how it is, it is not completely true that you just have boxing rings in the middle of fields everywhere? Although, I, I gotta know. Maybe. And at which point, I kind of need to go see it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, we gotta know. Dio is not content to just have publicly beaten JoJo uh, and also, like, gotten at his eye. Uh, He also (laughs) needs to immediately defame JoJo forever. So he's like, hey, everybody, I'm gonna teach you the technique that I just used to beat JoJo, but you can't tell JoJo because he can't keep a secret. That motherfucker will tell. You can't tell him. You can't trust him with anything. And basically, immediately, everybody's like, oh, I guess JoJo's untrustworthy. And everybody abandons him. And Dio just like, there's lots of (laughs) internal monologue here. And Dio's just like, yeah, I'm gonna isolate you bit by bit, and I'm gonna ruin you. And then by the time... I'm going to take your fortune. Yeah, by the time inheritance time comes around, you're going to be left alone and I'm going to get everything. He's really an evil yeah. genius. It's You you hate him. He's he's yeah. awful. Meanwhile, Jojo is down in the dumps uh, and he is visited by Arena um, while he's hanging out with his dog and she gives him a basket of grapes. He gives one to his dog. Um, you must not do service this. Announcement in the middle of the show. <laughs> You, you you don't you don't feed grapes to dogs. No, don't feed grapes to dogs. Um. Anyways, yeah, uh, it's the it's, dog apparently it's poisonous to them. They proof. can't digest it. Do not feed grapes to your dogs. Yeah, it's like if you heard, don't feed chocolate to your dogs. Also, do not feed them grapes. Yeah, like if you have any questions about what to feed your dog, please ask your vet first. Because there's yeah. weird shit that I didn't know you weren't supposed to feed to dogs. There's so that much I almost have done before, but like I, I would, I would feel terrible if I poisoned a dog. Uh huh. No, that it's important. You should ask your vet and like do some googles and stuff. Like, don't poison your dogs. Dogs are better than us. Keep them alive. Yeah. So Anyways, JoJo and Arena fall in love. <laughs> yeah, Dio. He sees that they're in love. So Arena, she's. I guess she's just like seen jojo and then jojo went home or whatever and dio's like hey arena what's up well they had just been swimming you know Uh uh-huh the swim hole with their like full body swimsuits yeah because england so yeah well i get i think that's more of an 1800s thing but you know what um so dio confronts arena and he's I can't remember exactly if he there's I can't remember I literally watched this on Monday it's Wednesday right now but like uh there's just so much that happens so Dio confronts Arena and then I can't remember if he tries to flirt with her and she rejects him or if he just goes for it but regardless it ends up with him like grabbing her and kissing her and it's not okay this is yeah. not consensual, and she is not happy about it. And he basically yeah. is like, oh, did JoJo kiss you yet? Because I'm pretty sure he didn't. So now, forever, your first kiss was with me. Suck it. Yes. And the thing that really, like, messes me up about this, um, there's a there's a next part where um, he she's trying to, like, wash her face off with mud, and he, like, slaps her in the face. Ugh. But the other thing is, Despicable. is that, like... The guys that are with, like, the guys that are with, um, fucking Dio, yeah. they are, number one, not upset by this. No. And number two, like, 
I don't know about it in the times, but just like forcibly kissing and then just slapping somebody, that shit is weird. And you can't creepy. do either and of like, those things. That's that not cool. Is completely like even in even with like ruffian types, they probably weren't gonna be ruffian types anyways, that because he's like a gentleman in this society. Like they wouldn't have like taken this lightly. That's fucked up behavior at any time. Yeah, this is not okay. Uh, like literally, I gasped audibly. I'm watching this at work on my lunch break, and I like gasped audibly when he kissed her and when he slapped her. Like I was so mad. I was like, "This motherfucker." So mm-hmm. anyway, Jojo finds out what Dio did, and he confronts him, and they have a fight, and Dio overpowers him initially, but then. When Dio, like, hits him, he, like, hits him really hard, and he's like, I beat JoJo. But JoJo, he is resilient, and he refuses to give up. He has that classic shonen protagonist tenacity. And he, now Dio's defenses are lowered because he thought the fight was won, and JoJo gets the upper hand in the fight. Mm-hmm. So yeah. JoJo punches Dio in the face real hard, and they're fighting right now in, like, the... um in the lobby yeah of of their house and this is ultra british world there's definitely a foyer yeah so that house is fucking massive so yeah (laughs) so there's the the mask from the beginning it's really creepy it's mounted on the wall and when jojo punches dio it sprays his blood back on the wall and some of it hits the mask which then sprouts like insect-like leg things out of the back of it and pops off the wall because the legs and it's horrifying they look more like they look more like like open ribs from bone yeah that's a good point it's really it it looks like that uh, disturbing character it's like that uh the character with the kekai genkai from um um from naruto that uh, like fights with bones kimimaro yeah (sighs) we'll get to him soon enough we'll get to him this year i bet or Spike or Maro from, like, the X-Men. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Or um, Marrow? Marrow? Yeah, it's Marrow. So, uh... So... Dio is pissed. And he pulls out a knife to cut Jojo. But then George uh, comes upon them from the landing and calls down to break up the fight. And then blames Jojo for attacking Dio when he was down. And Jojo cannot catch a break here. This is just one yeah. of a series of events where Dio has shown him up. And George is, like, okay. way harder on Jojo. So I'm going to throw it out there that there's some sightline issues with this shot. Um, I had a moment with it where I was, like, when he was, like, attacking him while he's down. But I'm, like, I'm looking at this. And his dad is looking from behind Jojo over yeah. the staircase. Yeah. And Dio is holding a knife in front of him. Yeah. So wait a fucking second. How did he not see that knife, number one, in front of him? Like, that's a fucked up thing to yell at your son about after somebody else pulls a knife on him. Well, you know, uh, it's guest privileges. So Yeah, it's but an, it's about to it's get a, worse, by the way. It's an England thing, I, I guess. So, here's the thing that's about to happen. Um, oh, man. So, the the servants, uh, one of the servants is, like, burning a burn pile of things. And what one of the things that he, he, he like, notices inside of, in, uh, inside of the furnace is, like, the door starts moving back and back and forth and back and forth. And I'm pretty sure what happened is that, like, Dio put, locked his dog in there and then burned the dog alive. Oh, I think you're right. Yes. That's what happened. Like, you wrote down here that you thought it was, like, somebody burning the mask. It you was can't not. see. Yeah, the, was- the scene is done so where, like, the servant puts some refuse in the furnace and then closes the door mm-hmm. and then something's trying to get out of the door. Uh, yeah. So he definitely locked a dog in there. And then the the like person started a fire inside of there and didn't notice. And, yeah. Like, the thing that I'm wondering here is like, did he knock out that dog and then throw the dog in there? Because like the dog would have already been at the door if somebody opened it. I don't know. I'm seeing plot holes in JoJo's. <laughs> well, but the important thing is that the dog is dead, and uh, I'm ready for Dio to go down. 
So Dio yeah. has, meanwhile, gone away to school. So I don't know how he kills the dog. It makes it sound like he kills, like the dog dies while Dio's away, but he very explicitly organized it. And it doesn't sound like he like hired somebody to do it. So I don't know how they do it. They don't explain it. But basically, Dio's away in London, but the dog is killed by Dio. And Dio thinks to himself that Jojo's not as weak as he had thought he was. So he wants to find a way to become more powerful. We move into episode two and seven years pass. Yeah, now, this is episode two, a letter from the past. It's 1888, you guys, and Jack the Ripper is terrorizing London. Don't worry, it will never be brought up again. Yeah, uh, I thought that we were going to have like a big reveal where Dio was Jack the Ripper, but we did not. Uh, maybe we will, no. who knows? But we Red definitely did motherfucker. It. Yeah. Uh, well, I, it's probably because Jack the Ripper went and got killed by the cast of Soul Eater. So that's why we don't hear about him again. Oh, man. Oh, man. Soul Eater. So good. So JoJo is playing rugby. It's 1888. It's been seven years. We basically open up on JoJo playing rugby. And then, like, he's going for the score. And they're talking about, like, this is the last game of their, like, senior year or whatever it is. And uh, three guys tackle Jojo, but he refuses to go down. And he's just like, he's this huge muscular dude now. And he just drags them along after him. A fourth dude comes to tackle him and he almost goes down, but then he like lateral passes the ball. And then surprise, the person he passes the ball to is Dio, which really shocked Jumping me. Jumping like a complete idiot again. <laughs> I was not expecting to see Dio and I was definitely not expecting to see them playing on the same team. Now Dio mm. is, instead of being strong, he's quick. So he manages to dodge all the other tacklers. They get a touchdown or whatever it is in rugby, and they win the game. And this yeah. is a big deal. And they, like, clasp hands as friends and teammates. Um, and they mention mm -hmm. that Dio's graduating at the top of his law school class, which I thought it was kind of funny that the lawyer is, like, the evil guy. And then JoJo yeah. is also graduating with, like, a, a well-known archaeological thesis. So they've, they're accomplished, mm -hmm. and they also are friends now, question mark? Yeah, and there's uh there's a moment where you're thinking to yourself, man, he went from being like this is seven years later, and they're graduating from high school. So here's the thing: why well, I think they're, they're graduating, graduating from college. From oh, are you sure? Because he's it's graduating at the top years. of his law class and an archaeological oh, thesis. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> so that's like four. That's like four years after high school, right? So well, like they're so, twenty. They're twenty one. Because it was 12 okay, years so, after he was a baby, or around that. They're twenty. They're in their early 20s. Okay, so they were like 14 the last time that you saw them when they were boxing? Yeah. Did you, did you notice in that boxing match that they were like drawn as full fucking men? Oh, and yeah. And then they aged seven years, and JoJo, instead of turning more into a man, he just became more and more massive? Yeah, he like, just put on masks you had a moment... Time. Wouldn't you have a moment as, like, the father of that child where you're just like, oh, God, what is happening? Yeah, that dude needs to lay off the protein shakes. He's getting too big. Oh, yeah, he definitely was juicing. <laughs> so uh, the, after they clasp hands, they each have internal monologues. JoJo is, like, happy that he's become friends with Dio, but he feels like there's something between him uh, and Dio, and he, he, can't, um, he can't tell what it is. Uh, but he definitely feels like he hasn't gotten over all the fucked up shit that Dio did when they were kids. Meanwhile, yeah. yeah. Meanwhile, D among other things. Uh, meanwhile, Dio is asked by some like interviewer about their friendship, um, his and Jojo's. And Dio thinks to himself internally that um, his friendship with Jojo is just a game that he's playing as part of his bid to um, get all of the Joestar fortune. Um, mm -hmm. meanwhile, George, the dad, he's dying, um, but he refuses to go to the hospital. Um, and during the scene, he mentions that Dio's like a son to him. So, uh, yeah, Dio's he also plans sort of, out. he also sort of like goes to the advice of Dio and Dio's like, don't trust hospitals. Yeah. They're just in it for the money. And I was yeah. like, fuck you, man. Right. Like, <laughs> it's like people that You're say, what's like, wrong with America right now. <laughs> yeah. People are like, you you go to a hospital to get sick. And it's like, that's not true. Like, there are sick people there because they went there because they got sick first. Like, it's a correlation, but not a causation. Yeah. Whatever. Okay. 
Meanwhile, Jojo is uh, studying the blood mask by just putting more blood onto it. Uh, yeah, he's using his own blood to do. test out this mask. Which, I don't know, it doesn't become relevant in this episode. Maybe the fact that he used his own blood will become relevant. I guess we'll find out. But he's doing the archaeology yeah. thing, and he's curious. Mm-hmm. And Dio, uh, he's he's uh, asked to take medicine up the stairs uh, because the servant is too old. I, I don't think that's really the thing. I think that the servant is just kind of like, oh, you want to do this work for me? I'm totally <laughs> down to do this. Wow, and then, you, did, uh, you did not trust that <laughs> servant. Meanwhile, Jojo is looking through some books for some reason, um, yeah. and he knocks over some box for some reason, and inside of there is uh, a plot letter that is I, written in uh, plot ink so that he could that, find it when it was plot relevant. I think that Dio is looking for like some like medical textbook or something, or he's trying. No, he's learning. Jojo he's trying to learn about the. He's trying to. Yeah, sorry. Jojo is trying to learn about the mask, and that's why he's looking through the books. Mm-hmm. But anyway, yeah. he finds plot so, letter. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, Jojo goes to confront Dio about this, and as he's explaining it to him, he starts putting uh, two points that uh, are not the same at all together, um, which are that uh, this person is dying of this thing, and it happens to be the same thing that is making his dad sick. And well, the so person that wrote the letter autom- was Dio's father, and Dio Daria yeah. basically the letter says, "I'm dying, and I think I'm dying because Dio's poisoning me." And then oh, he like I totally missed that. Yeah, because all I kept on thinking was just like, um, his dad is dying. Uh, the reason that he's dying is because it's 1888, and everybody has TB. <laughs> well. You're probably not wrong, but he's not dying for that reason specifically right now. Yeah, so the letter specifically, it's from Dio's father, Dario. And Dario says, I am dying. I suspect that I am dying because I'm being poisoned by my son, Dio. Here are my symptoms. And Jojo reads that and realizes that these are the exact same symptoms that George is exhibiting. And he suspects that Dio is poisoning George. So he confronts Dio about it. And... Um, Dio is like the fact that you're doubting this, they, they basically have like, uh, it's really cool. It's basically like a verbal battle. So D- Jojo, uh, confronts him. Dio counters by saying, if you doubt this medicine, you doubt our friendship. And if you take that medicine to get it tested, we're not going to be friends anymore, which sounds kind of paltry when you're thinking about somebody possibly being poisoned but it's actually a good play right like they have grown up as brothers they are presumably great friends so dio is basically staking his honor on this and as far as jojo's knows dio should have honor to stake so it's a good play jojo counters um by asking dio to swear on his on his father's honor meaning dario's honor um, and he guesses that Dio's pride is too great to do this. And Dio basically loses by responding that his father never had any honor. And then he punches Jojo, which confirms Jojo's suspicions. And Jojo's like, all right, well, I'm going to go have this examined. And when I find out that it's poisoned, I'm going to have you thrown in jail. And that's the deal. Yeah. So Jojo uh, leaves his parent, his, his father's house, and he tells the servants to only... Um, only let this physician that he's approved take care of him. And he also says it to his dad and his dad's like, fine. And then he goes into London. Uh, He immediately goes to someplace in 1888 where they do inconclusive tests super fast where I was just like, they don't have the technology to do this. Yeah. Um, Was the test that somebody like, put their finger in it and then like licked it. And then they were like, I don't feel sick. Yeah. I'm probably Uh, still alive. So inconclusive (laughs) Yeah, because I also have TB. I'm like, where do you go (laughs) to get like high level chemistry tests of possible poisons done in 1800s London? But Jojo knows kind of. So it reminds me of that joke from John Mulaney where John Mulaney is just like, what did what did police officers do with blood at the scene before they had like uh before they had like DNA testing where somebody was like oh it's probably the killer's blood on the ground and the other officer is just like hmm gross let's go look in the other room <laughs> <laughs> 
So, uh, so Jojo tries to get this tested. It's inconclusive. So his plan number two is to go to the shady part of town and try and find uh, the guy who sold Dio the poison so he can get a confession. Um, Jojo is warned not to go to this part of town, but he's like, look, man, I gotta go. I'm gonna do it. Ogre Alley. So, meanwhile, Dio, back at home, is planning to murder Jojo to protect his secret, and he's gonna murder him by using the mask, because they both know that the mask sprouts out these horrible little insect leg rip things, and he's gonna basically put the mask on Jojo's face, sprout the legs, and have those legs puncture Jojo's skull. So he... yeah. And the plan is basically, like, He's, JoJo's been researching this mask, so it'll look like JoJo died during his research. Yeah. The next thing we see is a group of three attackers that all have, like, different cool setups attacking against JoJo. Man, so you we got have cool and some the, quotation marks over there. They got one guy that's got a knife and a tattoo on his face. Um, he attacks Jojo. Um, he goes and Jojo grabs the knife with just his hand with and stops it. And he's like, he's like, if you're going to take this away, I'm going to cut off four of your fingers. And he was like, if you cut off my four fingers, I'll have time to kick you in the nuts like a sledgehammer <laughs> yeah. coming to it. And Which I was just I like, think what? <laughs> was the same level. Like, you don't want to get kicked in the nuts, but like you definitely still want to keep your fingers, though. Also, Jojo does yeah. not try and dodge this knife. He just grabs it. And I'm like, bro, your first strategy can't be to grab the knife. Like, dodge it first. Yeah. But- and then the other guy, like one of the other guys attacks him as well from like the side. He knocks him off. And then let me tell you about guy number three. Guy number three has weird lines underneath his eyes, and he's got a bowler hat that if you press a button on it, the pieces of the bowler brim come off, and it turns into a fucking, like, nice blade hat. It's like Odd Job from James Bond. (laughs) And it is ridiculous. Thank God this character also sticks around. And this guy... (laughs) He throws it, and it has the physics engine of Captain America's shield. Like, it does not obey natural laws. It, it yeah. just goes all over the place. Yeah, and it stabs into JoJo's arms, and he's like, he'd, like, hear this, like, really kind of gross sound where it sounds like it hits bone. Yeah. And he's just like, ha it's hit bone. And JoJo's like, I'm not going to stop because I'm doing this for my dad. And then he hits uh bolo hat guy and he knocks him over, then appear, like, 400 people come to attack JoJo. Yeah. So um, many people. There's this giant they mob. They rally mobs so fast in London. Well, like, it was the 1800s, like, so you didn't have anything else going on. Yeah, they put up the mob signal in the sky. Yeah. and like, you're just sitting around you like, supposed to do? man, I hope somebody needs a mob today, because I don't have shit to do. <laughs> My schedule is, and I've got open. all these torches, yeah. and signs, I am and ready also to like mob. scythes, weapons, yeah, like weapons that are not scythes or <laughs> knives or normal swords, but like a weird amalgamation of the three, yeah, um, like pitchforks, but instead it's just knives taped onto a broom. <laughs> so, so uh, basically, the mob's about to attack JoJo, and then the dude that he knocked down, who like spoiler alert, we're gonna learn in the next episode, his name's Robert. So the guy with the crazy bowler hat, he is like, no, don't attack him. This man held back when he attacked me. He could have, like, knocked me out or hurt me really badly, but he didn't. He's a gentleman, and I'm going to take him to see the poison dealer. Yeah. And meanwhile, Dio is looking around for Jojo in London and also drinking all the whiskey. Yeah, um, just and like he's mad about it because he thinks to himself that he can't stop drinking just like his father, which he hates. He resents yeah. his father super yeah. much, which is a great character moment. Yeah, and then there's this uh, there's this attack from these three dudes, uh, or I think, it, I don't know if it was three dudes, but it was like, maybe it was just two dudes. But the reason why it's they two, attack I them think. is because ne- like Dio knocks into one of them and then just is com- a complete dick about it. So. And so like one of the guys comes at him and he knocks him away really hard and then throws the mask on the other guy and like cuts, he cuts himself ble- or like, what does he do? Does he cut himself or he stabs the guy and he puts the blood on the, the guy's face? 
um, or the mask, and the mask goes around the guy's face, stabbing in the back of the head, and he thinks that it kills this guy. Yeah, but, oh no, big mistake. The dude is not dead. <laughs> he rises mistake. He rises again as, I keep writing them as ghouls, because that's, I think, a technically correct phrase. They're, they are undead monstrosities. It, it turns out they're vampires, um, but they're they're not like traditional vampires. They're kind of gross looking. Um, at least once when they initially rise, they have like lots of sharp, pointy teeth. Um, they definitely look a little bit more like zombies, and um, they don't suck blood in quite the same way as we're about to see. Um, the guy who has risen back to life uh, strikes out at Dio, who holds up the knife. To stop him, but instead the guy just keeps his hand going and it cuts right through the hand, like right down the middle in between like the middle finger and the ring finger and just splits mm-hmm. his hand and the dude just doesn't even notice. And it's horrifying. Yeah, and he knocks Dio by the arm. It knocks Dio so hard that he slammed against the post and the arm that he got hit by is like either dislocated or at least like somewhat sprained or broken. Yeah, um, it's not great. And the guy starts coming at him. Um, he grabs Dio by the face, not in a normal way, but in a way that his fingers go underneath Dio's skin, but also doesn't cut Dio in kind of a weird way. Yeah. And like, he starts to absorb the life force out of Dio's body. It's, so it's basically like, instead of a vampire that bites your neck, they like, their fingers have like claws or like sharp nails. And they dig into your skin and then suck out your essence that way. Um, and I guess mm. there's some sort of like, you know, you don't really bleed from it. Um, we don't have to go into the into the <laughs> proposed science. But it's just, yeah. it's a really unique vampirism. Also, at one point, <laughs> at one point in the subtitles, butlers is spelled as butlers with two T's. And I thought that was funny. So. <laughs> that's super relevant anyway yeah. <laughs> um the sun starts to come up and dio thinks to himself oh god this is going to be the last thing that i see i'm going to see a sunrise in london by the way not true because the sun hits this new vampire guy and he burns the fastest in the sun oh yeah like, he's if gone. you were thinking to yourself like oh this is going to be a realistic burning of a vampire where their skin's like the lights on fire and it has time to get away not in this show, motherfucker. Nah. This show, that that uh, vampire is going to turn to ash immediately. Yeah. And I got to say, from a storytelling angle, this is so smart. Because you get to see what happens is this mask makes people undead. It gives them super strength. It gives them the ability to suck blood from other people. When um, the ghoul was sucking Dio's blood, he started to transform physically and started to resume his lifelike visage. And also it shows you that they die in the sunlight. So basically Dio has learned all of the rules of this thing in one quick succession. And so have we as the audience. And it's such a good storytelling device because nobody explains it. Nobody sits there as many animes do and goes back over it with a fine toothed comb to explain, to talk out what we just watched. Like you just see it, you learn it at the same time as the characters. And then now we all know what the deal is. Yeah. And the last thing that you're going to see in this episode is uh, Dio um, returning home and Jojo being like, I have proof to prove that you are trying to hurt my father. Um, Then we have the to be continued thing that comes up from that uh, meme that I'm talking about. And uh, I went, oh, shit. And then it went to episode three. Um, because I have it to where it skips over the end parts, so I haven't seen the credits yet. Dude! Oh my god, watch the end credits. They are so good! Yeah, anyways. Uh, Just like you're gonna tell me about the opening. Okay, so here we go, guys. Here's the thing about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure opening. Okay, so the animation style is the same as, uh, there's this game on, I can't remember if it was PS2 or PS3, or the GameCube, um, where it was like, oh man, it was like a little tiny superhero, um, that he used to, he like fights crime and you play as the superhero and it's kind of like, um, it's dressed up kind of like a comic strip. Do you remember that video game I'm talking about? I don't, but I also remember a first person shooter that was done with, um, with Mm -hmm. comic styling. So it was done in like 
cell shaded and you could see sound effects that popped up on the screen, which also happens in the yeah. show, which is really stylized yeah. and interesting. Yeah, but the opening of the show is done kind of like that, and also with like normal animation spliced in. It's it's a really weird way that they did this, but I think that it may have just been like the cool shit to do in like 2012 before a, people were like, I've seen stuff like this before. It's a really good opening though. Um, and the, the outro, the song on the outro is so great. You got to watch it. So anyway, episode three, Jojo says that he has given George the antidote and he's about to turn Dio in and Dio is always playing a game. So he pretends to be remorseful. He ends up crying. And he basically is like, please, I'm, you know, I'm remorseful of what I've done. I'm repenting. And I would like to turn myself in. Just give me some time. Okay. Hold on real quick. You didn't name the name of this episode, which looking at it now is kind of like, you could take this the wrong way if you were taking it out of context. Because this episode is Youth with Theo. (laughs) Yeah. like... Why are the youths with Dio? <laughs> Don't go to Dio. He's a dick. Yeah. So, uh, then... Robert Speedwagon! Thank God. Robert Speedwagon, his actual fucking name, has arrived. This is Bowler Hat Guy. He has followed Jojo from Street Tufts Town, and he has come here to tell us that his name is Robert Speedwagon. <laughs> And also that Dio is lying. Basically, Robert Speedwagon has street smarts and can tell that Dio is a son of a bitch. And Jojo believes the best in people, and so he's a little bit gullible. Um, George also has been listening from, I don't know, behind a curtain or some shit. He's heard, basically, um, they they brought along the dude that sold poison to Dio... And they're like, hey, we found this guy. He confessed that he sold this poison to you. Like, the jig is up. And George reveals himself, and he's like, man, Dio, I'm really ashamed of you. I thought of you as a son. And he also brought the police, the entire police force. Yeah, like, which is like three London. dudes. Yeah, for real. <laughs> Anyways, um, so the Dio has been planning to attack Jojo, and his whole ruse is that he's like, Jojo, you're going to be the one to put handcuffs on me. And so... Uh, you know jojo being the complete moron that he is he's just like yes i'll do this he's just a simple (laughs) trusting dude so he goes to put the simple (laughs) jim old jojo so he goes to put the cuffs on uh dio but dio whips out a knife and dio's internal monologue reveals that his plan is to put the mask on his head on himself and to stab Jojo, to use Jojo's blood to activate the mask so that then Dio can become crazy, super powerful. Uh, yeah. This almost works, but instead of stabbing Jojo, George jumps in and takes the blow instead at the last moment. Which was another audible gasp moment from me. I was like, what? What's happening? <laughs> Anyways. That was me so, the whole time. Um, we see in flashback form that uh, George uh, found uh, Dario when he was in prison because he was informed by a police officer that somebody was trying to pawn his wedding ring off. Um, and so he goes downstairs, and in order to like save this guy's life again for saving his own, he says, no, I gave him that ring, you should let him out of prison. Uh, much like the entire backstory of Jean Valjean, um, in this yeah. story, George is, George is the nuns or the priest that saves his life uh, from going to debtor's prison. Right. Um, or was it debtor's prison? Yeah. Not debtor's prison. Yeah. That, that's what, cause he had a debt and he was going to prison. That's what it is. So, uh, in robber's prison. <laughs> so, uh, in, in present times, 1800s England, we see, uh, so basically when, Dio stabs George. The police pull out their guns and they shoot him and he falls back, crashes out the window, and collapses on the ground outside. Now, as George is telling this heartfelt story to Jojo and giving him the family ring, Robert Speedwagon notices that Dio's body is not where it was. It's just the mask lying in the ground. 
the police commissioner is standing in front of the window with his back to it. Oh, and God. Robert Speedwagon is like, get away from the window. And then Dio reaches in from, like, he's basically, like, grasped on, like, Spider-Man to the wall outside of the window above it. Reaches in and just, like, slices his hand through the top of the dude's head. So, like, basically yeah. from his nose line back, just chops off the top of the dude's head. It is horrifying. Yes. Up to this point, we have not seen anything like this. And it's just, all of a sudden, it's just, like, gratuitous violence. We've get, fucking got you covered, too, with JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. so terrible. So, police guy's dead. Dio launches himself into the room... And he looks like Dio, but he's kind of buffed up a little bit, and he looks a little extra sadistic, and his eyes are kind of red. Dio grabs one of the other policemen and face sucks him with his hands. That sounds great. So (laughs) he vampires the blood out of him, and then the policeman pretty promptly turns into a ghoul himself, and um, but not... (laughs) So I don't know if you picked up on what happened here. After Dio sucks the life out of this guy, he throws his like limp husk of a body at Robert Speedwagon mm-hmm. and the other police officer, and it's like they get hit with like throwing knives or something. Like there's like blood spilled, and they like are down for a minute. I don't know what happened yeah, exactly, weird. but basically they're down. JoJo's the only one left standing. The police officer who had his life sucked out turns into a ghoul and tries to attack. Uh, uh, Robert Speedwagon but uh, Jojo pulls the spear off of a nearby suit of armor and chops the ghoul police officer's head off and then faces off against Dio yeah he's trying to attack Dio with a spear and it's like this moment where you're like father give me strength and he tries to attack Dio he stabs Dio through the hand but as he's being stabbed through the hand he closes his hand and grabs onto the spear with such strength that that Jojo cannot move it anymore and then he like slams it into Jojo Ugh. so like he he like gets knocked down and then like it gets broken up and never stabs Jojo in the shoulder yeah it, Jojo after being stabbed in the shoulder like hides and it, it's weird because Hulu took a commercial break right before this. Yeah. So when it came back, nobody was in this room all of a sudden. And then, like, uh, it's Dio, like, looking around for JoJo. This was weird. He sees, I, like, like, did a, Dio black out for a second? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he had too much and to like, drink and he woke up in a weird place. Yeah. And then, like, uh, he's looking around for him and JoJo doesn't have the good sense to hide the pool of blood that is coming out of him. So he's nah, like, this is a I ruse, see you over though. there. Yeah, he's like, I'm I'm not falling for your ruse, and he comes around to attack Jojo. Secret fire technique from Jojo. He <laughs> somehow lights. Yeah, <laughs> somehow Jojo managed to light everything that wasn't in this room on fire and hide it with a curtain. <laughs> <laughs> Which and then he, he like catches Dio on fire, and Dio, um, by the way. Uh, gets hurt a little bit on his chin, but it's healing too fast, and the yeah. fire is not stopping him. So JoJo does the most badass of things, which is he jumps and he grabs the side of the building thing with his arm, with the shoulder that has been stabbed by a spear, and yeah. pulls him up by he pulls himself also, up by one arm. Yeah, specifically using the, the arm that's arm. injured. Not the other arm, which he just leaves dangling at his side. I guess he's going yeah. for style points. But Dio also wants style points. So he is willing to walk up the wall, literally. He, like, slams his feet into the wall and just walks up it, like, straight out. Like, he's walking on flat ground, except he's walking up vertical to get to the second floor. Mm. Meanwhile, Robert yes, Speedwagon has been told to leave the uh, the estate and realizes from the outside that what Jojo is doing is he's trying to get basically the fire to its hottest point and that the strategy here will be that he can burn Dio up faster than Dio can heal. Yeah. So they get all the way to the roof and they're having a standoff on the roof. Um, he tries to uh, attack um, Dio. Dio knocks the spearhead away that he's pulled out of his shoulder um, and then there is a, um, a little bit more of a fight, a little bit more of Robert Speedwagon freaking out outside Robert and Speedwagon. realizing what's happening. 
And so they end up like, as they're fighting, slamming through the top of the building and going into the hottest part of the house through a weirdly like square open space. I uh, think it's the, the stairwell. I, I, as yeah, was the impression maybe. that I got because we see this. There's a statue that's really important in a second that we've seen a few times before. So basically, yeah. they're plummeting through the stairwell, and they have this like exchange of blows where where JoJo is like, "I'm gonna basically give my life to end the evil of your life, and we're gonna burn up together." And Dio's like, "Oh no, you better not!" and kicks him away. And go ahead. Jojo <laughs> all of a sudden has the spearhead again. Well, he had it the whole it time. He just tried to stab Dio, but failed. Yeah. He stabs it into the wall. He catches it with his foot and jumps up. He almost grabs Dio's foot, but instead doesn't and has to pull off his belt super fast and then throw his belt fucking Indiana Jones style oh, yeah. around Dio's foot and pull him into the blaze with him. It was the most implausible thing, but it was so cool that I forgive it immediately. Yeah. Um, there is also a statue uh, made of like gold that is sitting downstairs that looks sort of menacing like it should be more important. Um, and, uh, Dio is impaled on the statue as, um, as Jojo, like, throws him into it midair. Yeah. Um, leaving him to burn alive and Jojo to run out of the front door. I yeah. have no idea how he got out of it. There's it, really, it's like, there's really cool he, narration here where Jojo throughout this uh-huh. fight has been calling out to his father's corpse to basically, like, guide him and, like, lend him the strength of his his ancestry and the narrator kind of comes on hunter x hunter style and is like it's not really clear whether it was jojo's like the spirit of jojo's father answering his prayers or just that jojo had like sort of an innate familiarity with the layout of the you know the house that he grew up in but he manages to like kick off the wall and impale dio it's a really cool idea like maybe it was mystical or maybe it was just uh the subconscious it's really sweet. Also, I wonder I wonder if the trajectory is what took him in the direction of the door and he just burst through the door because he had so much speed built up. Uh but like no two things. One, that would be insane. <laughs> two, that's like so that would be much speed bizarre, you would hurt Spencer. yourself so bad. Or yeah. He impaled Dio and then ran, and instead of opening the door, just ran the fuck through it. Yeah. And then falls at the feet of Robert Speedwagon. Uh, also, none of his clothes have been burned. No, when they're fine. I saw fine. that moment at the end, He's I was like, wait a minute. definitely wearing all of his clothes. <laughs> Whereas Dio's clothes, like, his shirt burned up as quickly as possible. Yeah. Um, I don't know. So, but not his pants. How is that possible? Well, you know, they just uh, they built their pants out of sterner stuff in 1800s London. Sterner so stuff. They uh, so Jojo and Robert Speedwagon have escaped the blaze, and they are surprised to find that they have won the battle. Then we cut to what's basically the post-credit scene in our Marvel movie here, and. The poison dealer guy that we saw earlier, he has come back to pick through the rubble. I guess he figured out that this mask was kind of special, and he wants it for himself. He clears away some of the debris, finds the mask, but as he reaches out for it, a charred, blackened hand shoots up out of the rubble nearby, grabs him, punctures into him, sucks out his blood, and then you see, like, Dio's eyes and, like, the horrible like it's cold outside breath that he keeps emitting since he's turned into a vampire and it's really ominous. And then we get sweet ass end credits that you have to go watch right now, Spencer. Ah, fine. Anyways. So that's our first three episodes of Jojo's bizarre adventure. Um, this is a show that comes at you at breakneck speed. Um, it is, it is wild. It is weird. It is, I have no idea what else to say about it, but it's it really more good. adjectives than just that. Yeah. Um, it's, it's very unexpected that like, I, I had a moment when I was watching this where I was just like, I kept on thinking to myself, I know I have to watch these three episodes of the show I've never seen before. I know people have talked about it being good, but 
I am so worried about it being a fucking soap opera that I was like yeah. dreading watching it. I didn't think but you were gonna it like completely it. Completely turned me around. Yeah. I well, I so I did, it's not that I didn't think you would like it, but I thought there was a good chance that you might not like it and that we were gonna disagree on it. But uh, I'm really glad that you like it. It's just it's just awesome. It's really really good storytelling. Um, and honestly, mm. it's not much my thing either. I'm not crazy about period pieces, and I'm not crazy about vampire stories. But this is so well done that I can't wait to find out what happens next. Yeah. Of course, um, we do have thing... to wait for four weeks. <laughs> yeah. The The other thing that I would say about this show, um, before we go into our end credits here in just a moment, um, and this is my, my last thing, I swear, um, is that if you're going into this show and uh, you're going to be watching it, I, I know some of our listeners have mentioned before that, like, you know, they're, they don't watch a ton of anime. And so they, they, they feel like they, um, can just like listen to other people talk about it and just get a little bit of interesting stuff out of yeah. the storyline. Which of is it. part of why we're I doing would, what we're doing. Yeah. I would say the, the two shows that we've gone over so far that you should definitely watch if you have never watched anime before, first and foremost would be Cowboy Bebop. And then I'm going to th- throw out there that JoJo's is, it's really, really fun to watch because anybody who's ever seen like a ridiculous soap opera, it's that. It yeah. definitely is a soap opera. It's great. In the same way that like X-Men is a soap opera, it is completely like that. Yeah, Everything not, is over the top. Yeah, we're not talking about daytime soaps. We're talking about comic books. We're talking about primetime dramas. Like, it's that. I don't know. If you put like a like a like a ridiculous like uh like music in the background like in a telenovela it would totally be that except for in japanese <laughs> what japanese people think of telenovela yes anyways <laughs> um so stick with us after the credits and we will talk about what we're coming back with next week yeah. Blake and Spencer Get Jumped is made by Forever Summer Productions. With sound editing work done by Rashad English of Plain English Productions. He's our level four sound wizard. Our podcast is ad-free and we want to keep it that way. If you want to help us keep releasing episodes without the use of ads, please consider supporting us on Patreon. Patrons get exclusive member content as well as unlocking group perks. Follow us on Twitter at B&SGetJumped and like us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Blake and Spencer Get Jumped. New episodes come out every Sunday on your favorite podcast platform. And if you like the show, please like, subscribe, and review. Reviews help us chart on iTunes. Next week on Blake and Spencer Get Jumped. We start our ascent up Kukuru Mountain and we have to pass the gate. You gotta pay the troll toll to get into this boy's soul. You gotta pay the troll toll to get in. It's boy's soul, not boy's hole. That's what I'm saying. (laughs)